guy with a wiry, desperate strength to him. He wore an oversized Yankees cap pulled down over his eyes and jeans hanging around the middle of his ass. For a table, he had three milk crates stacked vertically with a newspaper on top. The cards and the patter flew. Two's lose and the ace gets paid. Find the honey, find the honey, find the honey. He glanced at me, but pretended not to notice as I approached. With the slightest rise of an eyebrow, he indicated to the rest of the crew that the game was on. There were four players. As I moved in, he signaled them subtly, and they made just enough room for me to get close to the action. They played four rounds as I stood there, cards dancing, money falling, and flying in the operator's hands between winners and losers. Not that it mattered. They were all working on the same team, all pooling the same money, all on the operator's side. That's how the Monte Con worked. And that's why it was so stupid to risk a dime in it. Even if I knew their tricks, I'd have to beat them at their own rigged game. I should have stopped and thought for a second about what the hell I was doing, then walked away, back to Bergdorf's and the sterling silver sorbet spoons. But instead, I stepped into the game. The operator started working me. The Lion King's down the street if you want to gawk at something. This is players only. I ignored him, acted a little scared, a little tough, like your typical Mark putting up a front of sophistication. Jesus, I looked the part. I'd been so busy working that week that I told Annie to throw some clothes into a bag for me for the trip. I had on a V-neck sweater under a blue blazer, some kind of moleskin pants, and boat shoes. I guess she was trying to yacht club me up for the meeting with Grandma. I looked like stupid money. I would have mugged myself. The crew closed in behind me, pushed me closer to the game. Shutting the gates, it was called, part of hooking the mark, the first stage of the short con. There was only one woman playing, and she'd just won twice. The stakes were up to $40 bets. After the operator threw the cards around, you placed your bet in front of the card you thought was the ace of spades. Someone could outbid you by doubling your bet on another card. The highest bet played, leaving only one player and one bet per round. That was key to the hustle. He's not taking my bets anymore, she whispered to me. I'm too good. I got this figured out. She was about five feet four, pale and blonde, a city creature with a fierce look in her eyes, and a body that was hard to ignore. Help me out, she said with a knowing look. She slipped me eighty dollars in worn twenties as she pressed against me. Lay that down on the left. Some pasty, mouth-breathing kid put forty in the center. I took her money and laid it down on the left. Eighty, I said. The operator looked down at the bet, seemed pissed, then flipped the ace of spades next to my bet and handed me one hundred sixty dollars. The Monte Con has its classic roles. The love interest to my left was the booster, and her job was to give me a risk-free taste of the action, to make me believe that the operator was beatable, to convince me to get my own money in the mix. I pushed the cash I'd just won across the newspaper to her. As she went to scoop it up, the operator grabbed her wrist. What the fuck? he said. My man here won. Beginner's luck. It's her money, I said. I put a bet down for her. He wheeled on me. Don't pull that Wall Street bullshit up here, Thurston Howell. You want to play? Money up. Or you spend it all on your little sailor suit. Berate the mark. That usually wrapped up the hooking portion of the show. I was insulted, angry, and eager for revenge. Ripe for a ripoff. The corner's bent on the ace, 
the woman whispered in my ear. She was hanging on to me like a Bond girl now, pumping up my confidence. The corner was bent back, but a skilled operator can crimp and uncrimp at will. It was another way to draw me in, convince me I couldn't lose. I took out my wallet and pulled out a twenty. I watched him throw the cards, picking up two at a time and tossing one. Everyone assumes you drop the bottom card, but you actually throw the top with a sleight-of-hand move called a hype. This guy wasn't very good at it, but it's a convincing technique even when poorly done. The cards fell. The ace was obvious with the crimp. I put my twenty down. Then the mouth breather did his part. He was a capper. If you ever hit the right card, his role was to immediately double the bet so you couldn't win. When you bet wrong, the capper just stands back and lets the dealer take your money. The game is hopeless. And so it went. The capper's bet played. He lost.